amen, the finished product. And for those who haven't been here the last couple of Sundays, um, you know, I've just been speaking about how God has just restored my fire, how he's restored my hope in the Lord, how he's just, um, just doing something in my life, making me feel better about this race that I'm on. Um, and so this week I was just thinking about the finished product, right? What what am I going to look like at the end? You know, I started running this at, at 23, 24 years old, and hopefully I live to get up into my 90s, 100, see my great-grand. But I'm just saying, Lord, if I, I if I feel like this now, what is it going to look like when I, I get up in age, right? I want, you know, if you know me, you know I want to live a biblical life, right? I, I want to be so, I, I want it to be, like like Enoch, like oh God just come down and scoop me up in a chariot. Like I'm just that crazy. Like I want to experience something like that. I want to just y'all be like he was here one day, next day he just walked off with the Lord. I don't know where he went. Like that's what I'm looking for in my life. Like that expectation. I'm looking for the finished product. Right, God doing all of this work in me. Right, God doing all of this work in me. God doing all of this work in me is like, okay, I know whatever he's building because he don't build junk, right? God don't waste time. So whatever this work he's trying to do in me is going to be awesome. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up with the power plans for our lives that we don't consider what God is trying to build. And it's like that scripture that, that, that says right that um. Uh, my mind just left me. But it, it basically, I'm paraphrasing. It just talks about how he, he has and he wants exceedingly and abundantly more than we can think of or we can ask, right? Like his plans for us are just that big, but we get caught up with our plans and how we're supposed to look, right? And when I say I'm talking about us, a lot of times we don't think that we are capable, right? That we are capable to do something great for God. Other people are. Other people are, but we aren't. Devil, you're a liar. Right? Devil, you're a liar. I intend on living my life in a way that brings God glory. And I'm interested to see what the finished product is going to be. So on today, I don't know how long I'm going to be. I told y'all I don't stop writing on paper now, so I don't know what you're going to get. I'm just, I just read all week long and then the word, the word is going to come out. But this is Romans 8, amen, and 18, I want to say through 24. Thank the Lord Jesus. And y'all can stand for this first verse and then you can be seated. And so with reason says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. You can be seated. And I read that at the beginning, and I'm reading that again, and I can hear Paul, I can like I, I can envision Paul sitting there and just saying, you know what, it's got to be something else besides this. I reckon that what I'm going through right now, you know, it's so terrible, or, or, or it's so rough, or it makes me feel so bad, it just has to be something past where I am right now. He says that the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy to be compared to what I know my God has for me. Right? The thing is, we got to wait for it to be revealed. 
And a lot of times we give up hope or because we don't see it, we don't start walking at all. But I'm, I'm, I'm walking and I'm hoping in what he is trying to do for me. Right. That 19th verse says it says for the earnest expectation of the creature. And he's talking about creation. He says for the earnest expectation of creation waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. So what what Paul is saying is even this earth is waiting for us to become the people that God intended us to be from the first place. I'm going to put it like this. When he put Adam and Eve in the garden, it was perfect, right? That was his intent. That was his intent for the world to be like that. Can you imagine how clean the water was? Can you imagine how sweet the fruit was? Can you like can you imagine how green the leaf, how I blew the sky? Right? That's his intent. That was his intent. What we're seeing into the world, it didn't only affect us, it affected all of creation. And so what we are dealing with now, what we live out on a day-to-day basis, we are living in a fallen world. But what Paul is saying that even this, all our surroundings, all this decay, all this death, all this sickness, even, even creation itself is waiting on God to make it into this finished product that he like, when he restores it, he's going to bring it back to what it was intended to be. Right? He's waiting on, on, on creation to be like that. Because the, the 20th verse says, For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly. Right? Earth didn't ask for this. Earth didn't ask to be polluted. Resources didn't ask to be abused. Animals didn't like all of this stuff that we got. All this stuff that's causing cancer and high blood pressure and diabetes. Like, Earth didn't ask for this. It said it was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by the reason of him, talking about God, who has subjected it to the same hope. Because the creature itself should also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Talking about new heaven, talking about new earth, talking about when God made this thing right. And so y'all might be thinking, well, Pastor, when you were saying we ain't going to know what to do when we get to heaven, right? That thing going to be so new. How are you not going to praise him? How are you not going to praise him when it ain't no more cancer? How are you not going to praise him when there's no more dimension? How are you not going to praise him when there's no more rape? How are you not going to praise him? See? Test him. Come on now. Come on now. Y'all might think you you will right? Finished product. How you not? How you going to sit down on God? Amen. How you going to sit down on God when he make all of this stuff back right? When he turns it all around, how you going to sit back? How you going to sit there and not praise him? He said, because even creation is going to be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty, into the glorious freedom of the children of God, meaning we're going to have dominion back. We're going to have authority back. We're going to be able to walk with God for real. Without all of this stuff getting in the way, making us feel like it's impossible for him. Right? The 22nd verse says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. All of this stuff that we got going on is not the finished product, y'all. All of these storms, all of these hurricanes, all of these things, all COVID, all of this stuff, that's the earth, that's creation groaning for God to come back and fix everything that's wrong. Right? 
I just wonder if sometimes we even believe it. Right? We trust the science more than we trust God. We trust the science more than we trust God. We trust the news more than we trust God. We trust what we can see more than what we can't see. But I'm asking you all today, whose report are you going to believe? Do y'all know how hard it is to get up Sunday after Sunday and try to instill hope in people? To instill hope in people. And then they turn around and go home hopeless. Right? But in order for me to keep saying, it ain't no time. I can't turn back and say, God, I give up. Because then there goes my hope. First Timothy tell me I got to be able to explain the hope that's in me. The Bible say creation is grown and it wants to it wants to be put back together again. Right? And not only they, right? Not only creation, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Right? Who in here is God tugging on today? Right? You can't, you come in here, when, when you had them feelings, when you feeling some type of way, don't, don't think that God is not there. And when they say the first fruits of the Spirit, that, them, them little whispers that he's giving you, come on, go to church now. Come on, pick up your phone now. Come on, stay in fellowship now. Come on and, come on and pray now. Come on and read your Bible now. Come on, it's going to be okay now. The first fruits, the first whispers of the Spirit before you full of the Spirit. Is trying to draw you back to God. Your soul is yearning, right? Your soul is yearning. What we do, we be like, shut up. Shut up, spirit. I don't want to hear from you right now. We block it out. We quench him. When he's trying to talk to us, he's trying to save us. We were built to worship God. And even on the, something on the inside of us is saying, God, I need more of you. And we, for whatever reason, we try to cut that thing off. The word says, this is the 23rd verse, and the number 23 means resurrection. It says, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, waiting for the redemption of our body. Right? See, you don't really understand it, especially young folks, till you get older. At 20, I couldn't understand how my knees were going to feel at 40. <laughs> I'm out there playing basketball all day long. Right? Out there just running like like you we think this is how this is just it. This like this is this is my body, this is life, this is but truth of the matter is your body is breaking down. You are dying. You are dying. Whether you live to be 50 or 100, you are dying and you're gonna die. Right? And so that whole time, God is just not sitting back waiting on you to die. He's trying to prepare you to die. He's trying to get you ready. Right? He's trying to bring you home. He's somewhere building a mansion not made by hand. I'm talking about the finished product, y'all. He's getting that stuff ready for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because the 24th verse says we are saved by hope. You ain't saved by your degree. You ain't saved by your money. You're not saved by your intellect. You are saved by hope, but hope that is not seen, but hope that is seen is not hope. You can't see what's saving you, y'all. 
You just got to believe that it is. You can't see what's saving you. You just have to believe that it is. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for it? If you can see it and it's right there in your face and you know it's right there, then what you hoping for, you already got it. But y'all don't know where you're going when you die. You ain't never seen it. You don't know what's next. You ain't never seen it. So you hoping for it. You hoping for it. You hoping for the finished product. You hoping that it's going to be like what the man preached. You hoping for what it's, it's going to be like what grandma say. Right? You hoping for the streets paved with gold. You hoping for those things. You got to believe in it even though you can't see it right now. Some of y'all are just believing in what you can see, and you're gonna end. That's gonna you're gonna end up with. That's all you're gonna have. I didn't say that how I was trying to say it because I was trying to get it out. But what, what you, if you if all you worry about is what you can see, that's all you're gonna end up with. And all of those things are gonna perish. They're corruptible. I want stuff that's not corruptible. I want stuff that the Bible talks about that the mouth can't eat, that the robber can't steal. All this stuff right here can be taken away from you, even your health. I'm looking for the new body, right? I'm looking for the new clothes. I'm looking for the finished product. 25th verse, but if we hope for that, we see not. Then do we with patience wait for it. And that's why a lot of times people get so complacent. You thinking when you get all you want, you're going to be good. No, you're just going to want some more. Because we naturally... Sinful, you just don't want more. But when you are hoping for something bigger than yourself that you cannot see, you don't have no choice but to wait for it. That's what keeps you holding on. When you got what you want, what you holding on to? You ain't got nothing else to look forward to. See, like I, I remember so when we grow, when we were growing up, we didn't have no cell phone, right? When we were growing up, they didn't have a, a graduation in kindergarten. You had to wait till 12th grade. That made you want to finish. And now you graduate from preschool, you graduate from kindergarten, you graduate from first, fifth grade, you graduate from sixth grade. So everybody have a graduation. You got a you got a, a fifth grade prom, an eighth grade prom. Like we want, we 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 have gotten to the point where we want instant gratification. Give me all of my stuff now. And now you don't have nothing to look forward to. Now all of those things you thought was gonna make your life better, when you get them, they don't do nothing for you. And that's why God say, what I got for you, I ain't going to even show it to you. If you really want it, you're going to have to believe in me. What I got for you is going to require you to have faith. I ain't going to even show it to you. Because that's going to be the thing that separates the wheat from the tail. Your faith. Everybody can say they believe in Jesus, but are you going to hold on for him? Are you going to wait on, wait on and run on and see what the end is going to be so you can get to that finished product? And all the while we're waiting, this 26 verse says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I don't always know what I need, but Jesus does. So if I hold on to Jesus, then he's going to give me strength. The Bible says in the 27th verse, it says, And that... And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for saints according to the will of God. Because the Spirit is God, he knows exactly what to pray. He knows what's going to catch God's ear. 
See, sometimes you be asking for stuff that you don't need. That's not going to be good for you. You be asking for stuff that's going to make you comfortable when really you don't need to be comfortable. You need to be striving and pushing, trying to get to the Lord. Right? Because that's how you come out shining like gold through tribulation. But we be praying for comfort. Right? Sometimes we be praying for people to come back when really people need to be gone. (laughs) Right? So sometimes we make mistakes, but the spirit, he that searches the hearts, can understand what our spirit is praying, and he maketh intercession for us according to the will of God. Not my will, God, but your will. Thank you, Lord. And this is the one that we like to use, right? 28. And we know that all things, all things ain't working together because you want them to work together. Things only work together for your good because the Holy Spirit making them work together for your good. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose for whom he did foreknow. What you saying, Pastor, that foreknow part? I'm saying God knows you. I hope, I hope that you're getting in there. When I'm talking about the finished product and how the Spirit is, is calling out for you, God foreknows. He knows better. He knows you better than you know yourself. Stop thinking you so smart. He knows you better. You're saying, I won't do that. That's the same thing Peter said right before he denied Jesus. God, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to turn my back on you. I'm not going to let the money get to me. I'm not going to get out here and get wild. I can handle it. Right? Thinking you know yourself, God, like I know you. I know you. For whom he did for, he did also predestinate to be conformed. Right? So you might be thinking, so if he already got it, that's not what that means. What it means is, from the beginning, from the beginning, you were supposed to be conformed to the image of his son. That's his original intent, that we supposed to be like Jesus. That's what was predestined. From the beginning, you're supposed to be like Jesus. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he has called, and whom he has called, he has also justified. And whom he has justified, he has also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, that's Brother Roosevelt right there. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And I could keep, see, that's why, see, that paper gets you in trouble. I been, I'm about to stop. I think that's enough. What are you saying, Pastor? What are you saying, Pastor? That I want to see, I'm talking about me, I want to see what the finished product is going to be. I want to see what he's really trying to do. Right? I don't want him to, I don't want him to do halfway work on me. I don't want him to do 85% of what he wants to do in my life. I don't want him to do 90% of what he wants to do in my life. I want him to do 100% of what he wants to do in my life. And there are times in my life when I don't know what he's trying to do. So I just got to trust him. I just got to hope for him. I just got to believe in him. Right? And I got to believe that whatever the finished product is, is going to be better than what I can do for myself. I got to believe that he, that, that he wanted me to be in Albany, Georgia. That he wanted me to be in this church. That he wanted me to have the wife and the kids that I have. Right? And I got to believe that in times when things went left, it was not him, it was me. Because what he has for me 
is all good. And I gotta believe that even when, when I when I when I make mistakes, if I repent, he's gonna be faithful to say, Come on back, son. I can make it right. I can fix it. Right? That's the Christian's hope. That's the Christian's hope. That God got you. Right? Most of our plans revolve around right here. You got a plan for next month. You got a plan for your birthday. You got a plan for your anniversary. Do you have a plan for your soul? Do you have a plan for your soul? My plan is Jesus. My plan is trusting Jesus. Believe with all my heart, with all my soul. Never all, all the church cliches, that's my plan. I can do all things, all of them. That's my plan. To believe those things and hope for those things with all my might, with everything that's in me to live that out. And I believe y'all, and then I'm, I'm for real, I'm going to stop. And I believe that if I, if I do that, if I do that, that it's going to produce life in me. It's going to produce life in me. It's going to be no way that I can doubt. You know, I believe that if I do that, if I, he's going to be so good to me, even when I'm in a valley, even when I'm Psalm 23 and when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I believe that he's going to be so good to me that I'm going to be able to praise him anyway. I'm going to be able to praise him anyway. Amen. Amen. What's your finished product going to look like? Y'all come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take it away, Junior. Anybody desiring prayer on today? Um,